Albert Einstein, Richard Branson, Bill Gates, John F. Kennedy, Tony Robbins, Michael Phelps, Will Smith. That sounds like a list of highly successful titans in a variety of industries. What else do they have in common? Well, they all have ADHD, but you don't hear much about that, do you? You know what you hear even less about? The successful women navigating ADHD. And that's exactly why I started this podcast, ADHD for Smartass Women. I'm your host, Tracy Otsuka. I'm an attorney, not a doctor, a lifelong student, not a coach. I'm also the creator of Cortography, a patent-pending system that helps people like you figure out what they should do with their life. And we're here today to talk ADHD, your superpowers, your symptoms, your workarounds, and how you proudly stand out instead of trying to fit in. I credit my ADHD for some of my greatest superpowers. And you know what? I spy a happier life for you, too. So without further ado, a shiny new episode is starting now. Hello, I am Tracy Otsuka, and I wanted to welcome you to episode 24 of ADHD for Smartass Women. In this episode, I am going to talk about what does ADHD feel like? And I decided for today to do a different kind of podcast. You know, the informational ones where I get to do a lot of research, those are great. But what I remember is when I was first diagnosed, I was constantly looking for what other women like me were experiencing. I was constantly trying to put my own ADHD puzzle together. You know, what's ADHD and what is just me? And it has nothing to do with my ADHD. And this is frankly exactly why I started the Facebook group, ADHD for Smartass Women. I wanted to share with other women. So what I'm going to share with you today is how our members from our ADHD for Smartass Women Facebook group answered the question, what does your ADHD feel like? And I have to tell you, we have some of the most brilliant women around. And so I really resonated with a lot of the answers that they came up with. But I have to tell you, some of the answers I didn't resonate with at all. But because so many of the other women resonated with them and there were so many likes and comments, I included them because remember what my ADHD looks like, what my symptoms are, what my ADHD puzzle is can be very different than what the next woman's ADHD puzzle looks like. So let me start. So Lucy Newland started us off with a, I cannot truly fit in with others. Why are there things that are mindless for others, like paying bills and house cleaning? Why are those things such a struggle for me? And what followed was a brilliant exchange between Lucy and another member, Heather Kwan. And Heather asked her, were these kinds of things really easy, mindless work, or has society programmed into us women that this is traditional women's work? And so it's assumed to be easy when it really isn't. And just because you're a woman doesn't mean that you're good at this kind of work or that it's easy. 
And so Heather was saying, are we actually talking about sexism here? And she goes on to mention that in ancient Greece, the word economics actually comes from a word that means management of the household. And there's this assumption that this kind of work is easy and should be second nature. Yet many of us women, especially those of us with ADHD, we don't find this work easy at all. Lucy then offered that she has a sister who can go into a messy room and in 20 minutes, she can snap her fingers and make it look magazine worthy. But Lucy will go in and do the same thing or try to do the same thing. And it ends up looking three times worse. And she'll end up in a corner of the room engrossed in a box of thread she forgot she had. Like, who can relate to that? I certainly can. I hate cleaning things up because I get so distracted and I think I get caught in the emotion. For example, boxes of photographs, right? I have such a bad memory. I don't remember things. And so when then I go to clean up something related to my kids, whether it's boxes of clothes, boxes of photographs, their old art projects or school projects, I just get trapped in the emotion because the emotion is tied to my memory, right? That's how I remember things. I have to go into my body and I kind of have to feel my way through it. And so when I find these things, then I hyper-focus and I go down this rabbit hole because it brings back the memories of when my kids were little. And those are so precious to me. And I don't remember a lot of them unless I go through my memory. I hope that makes sense. Anyway, Carrie Newton said, in response to the question of what does ADHD feel like for her, she said she struggles with the expected tasks of a woman, a wife, and a mom. Kind of the same thing, right, that Lucy was saying. But on the flip side, she does things so effortlessly that her peers could never even dream about doing. So she battles with shame because she doesn't do what she thinks is expected of her. And on the other hand, pride when she's acting within her strengths because she's so good at certain things, right? So much better than other people who may be good at the day-to-day, I don't know, women's work, if you will. And I just love that comment because we definitely can get locked into these stereotypes. I grew up in a family where domestic work really was women's work. My mom would work all day. And she would still be expected to be the one to go to the grocery store and shop and have dinner on the table and to do all the housework. Now, my dad did help, but not nearly, you know, it was not even at all. And I saw that and I remember thinking, uh, not me. So there were four kids in our family. There were two girls and two boys. And literally the duties were split down the middle based on your gender. So the girls were expected to do all the chores in the house and the boys, when they had chores, they tended to be outside the house. So it tended to be the gardening or, you know, if there was any kind of building of things or which there really wasn't a whole lot in my family. So it was primarily, you know, gardening. (laughs) cleaning up there, you know? Now, my husband and I split chores evenly, and it has nothing to do with what the chore is. It really has to do with what we're good at. So everyday meals and shopping is going to be him. And I do company. I do as far as entertaining, you know, cooking for company, shopping for company, kids' birthday parties, most of the general house upkeep although he does a lot of the dishes and the laundry. And I do the general house upkeep because I'm the one that it really bothers me and I see it. So, you know, I will notice when (laughs) we have a puppy, when the floor looks so terrible because, you know, we tried to clean up after the puppy, but it's really not working. So I'm the one who will go in there and, you know, clean up the floor. My husband won't notice that. But the flip side is that anything that requires planning, like 
daily grocery shopping or daily meal prep, he knows I suck at it. So he is just going to take those jobs on. Christina Seeley, another member of our group, she's fabulous. She described her mind when asked, what does ADHD feel like to her? She described her mind as a pinball machine or as if she has so many live voices in her head. She said she feels too much. She knows too much. This is her intuition, which depending on the situation can be helpful or hurtful. She always feels like she's on the perimeter, even when she's accepted. She feels different and she doesn't see this as necessarily bad, but she often feels a bit like an alien. Carrie offered again that, and I love this one because I can really relate to this one. So Carrie Newton said, Ignoring the rules feels necessary because she knows what she needs to do or say. So she will challenge limits and force past boundaries because she knows why. And that why is, in her words, she has to be me. I have to be me. There is a complete lack of awareness. When I do this most of the time, as I'm just doing my thing and being the me I need to be, but then sometimes there's a terrible self-awareness that causes me to feel unstable, but also incapable of controlling the runaway train, as if my very uncertainty is fueling the ill-fated rise and I can only hang on and see how it all plays out. Will I crash and take everyone with me? Or will I land somewhere yet undiscovered and awe-striking and wonderful? You never know. Rules are just rules. Sometimes breaking them is its own adventure. And for someone whose number one value is to challenge the rules, challenge the status quo, that for me, of course, means to always challenge the rules. And not in a bad way, but more in a way of asking Is there a way to make this better? Is there a way to do it differently? Now, for those of us who are really into following the rules, people like me and people like Carrie can probably be a bit irritating. (laughs) So Denise Bartman's offered this when asked, you know, what does ADHD feel like to you? Denise says, it's like living in fog and the fog is stuff. It's to-dos, it's chores, it's friends, it's family, it's life. But there's no chronological order. Everything is in your face all the time. And I don't know where to start. And sometimes I like the fog and sometimes I'm tired. And this makes sense to me because we do struggle with doing things that are important if those things are not important to us. And often we don't even know which thing we should do first, second, or third. Well, because it's all equally unimportant to us. Now, When we're interested in something, of course, we have no problem picking first, second, and third, right? Marla Blaylock, she offered this, and she is just one of our most amazing members. So Marla has metastatic, I hope I pronounced that right, breast cancer, which frankly is incurable. But I really don't know anybody more positive than Marla Blaylock. Just the way she approaches life is amazing. And this is what Marla says when asked, what does ADHD feel like to you? We live at light speed, leaving others behind. Our passions change based on our ability to complete them. Untreated, we are miserable to be around. Bethany Buster offered her this. A jet plane engine always running in my head, 25 to-do lists, working on them all and not getting anything done, although I'm physically exhausted from trying. 
not being able to finish any task one day and then doing 400 tasks the next. She ends it with the word squirrel. I don't know about you, but I love squirrels. Everything about them. (laughs) Angela Woodley offered this. A constant battle to do what is expected and often necessary in ways foreign and confusing to me every single time. Trying to fit into a society that is clearly not made for people like me and not feeling successful even when I manage to fit in. Being amazed why people can't think or act like me while simultaneously being frustrated why I can't think and act like them. It really is this love-hate relationship, isn't ADHD? On one hand, you just feel so brilliant at the things that you're brilliant at. And on the other hand, you're incredulous that simple things, things that are so easy for most other people, can be so difficult for you. When asked, what does ADHD feel like? Susan Haddock gave us this. I have a thousand ideas in my head, but lack the motivation or structure in my life to move on to the follow-through. I live my life based on gut feelings or emotions, both mine and others. Outside, people see it as impulsive, but there are really in-depth reasons why I do what I do. Probably because it often works for you, Susan. (laughs) On bad days, usually hormone-related, it feels like an MS Escher print, where I'm running up and down stairs all day, but the direction keeps changing and I don't get anywhere. And I wasn't going to post this comment from Susan because I didn't relate to it, really. I mean, the Escher prints sometimes. But then I saw how many women liked Susan's comment and how many women commented on it, which means that this was an apt simile totally worthy of mention. Sarah Haas responded in this way. (laughs) This is cute, actually. Like being at church as a six-year-old, sitting in the pew and wriggling around, thinking of the donuts you're going to get afterwards, fiddling with your hands, maybe hitting your brother to get a reaction, or maybe just because you need to put your energy somewhere, or doodling on something you shouldn't, trying to entertain yourself because whatever is happening around you is super boring, or you don't understand it, but you know it's not the right time to ask questions, but then you just have to ask it anyway. And then you get, shh, but you have to put it somewhere. It's just too quiet. It's too rigid. And instead of your parents bringing you a coloring book so you can put it somewhere proper, they give you a sideways glance that says, you better stop doing what you're doing and pay attention. Everybody else has figured it out. You need to get with it. You need to shape up. So you try and you try. And then for whatever reason, you start maybe mm, singing to yourself (laughs) or talking. You know you shouldn't, but you just, period, can't, period, not, period, do, period, it, except you're an adult. Christina Seeley offered this as well. Oh, and please, I'd like to add, even though it's another sentence, you know, we're rule breakers. I had asked everybody to give me no more than three sentences. And as you can see, most people didn't listen to the roles. Anyway, Christine goes on to say, I'd still rather have my ADHD brain than not. Even with all the heartache, I know I have a gift for seeing what others cannot And my world is a kaleidoscope because of that. It's just beautiful. Hannah Calloway says this. I feel as though I see and notice everything in the world, whether I like it or not. When something tries to get my full attention, I feel like I have to put the rest of the world down, 
read this as risk losing all the other pieces in order to attend to just that one thing. And I fear that I will also lose that one. I say all the time, ADHD is misnamed. We don't have a deficit of attention. We have a surplus of attention. There is so much that we're interested in and there is so much that we catch, right? We're scanners. People often think we're not paying attention to them, but we are paying attention to them. But not only are we paying attention to them, we're paying attention to everything that's going on around them. And I think that that is why we're so intuitive. So I loved Hannah Calloway's comment. Leslie Peters offered this. When I open my eyes, I see everything through the eyes of a child. I see beauty where others see ugly. This is the gift, exclamation point. The curse, I see answers where no one sees a question. I see solutions for problems others do not yet know exist. My head is either still or as busy as a boardroom of thought leaders. My brain is exhausted. I piece together clues, ugliness. This is the gift. Hyperfocus is my curse. Rebecca Jackson gives us this when asked the question, what does ADHD feel like to you? I can't ever remember the important stuff, but I notice every detail. I feel much younger than I am, and I credit that to my ADHD. I don't worry too much, and I put most everything off until tomorrow. And I have to tell you that Rebecca Jackson looks like one of her, I think she has three kids, or maybe she has four kids. She looks like one of her four kids. She definitely looks younger than her years, like most of us ADHDers do. Tiffany Milby offered this. The worst thing about having ADHD is walking into a party, noticing who's there, reading if they're happy to see you. Yep, we can do that. And quickly trying to remember everyone's name. A sinking feeling suddenly hits as you pray you don't have to introduce your husband to any of these people as not a single name comes to mind. And you've worked with these people for years. It's like having a sudden onset of amnesia. I can completely relate to this. And it's almost like I have to go into my body to feel, to come up with the names that are all scrambled in my head. That literally, it was like a switch went on and they just went away. I wonder if anyone can relate to that. Okay, Samantha Sotiropoulos. Gosh, Samantha, I hope I didn't massacre your name. So this is what Samantha says. Getting excited because you have so many ideas and so many is in caps. And then super discouraged because you know you won't follow through on any of them or that you have no idea where to start. Proud because you know and remember everything about a certain topic because you didn't realize you just spent countless hours reading from tons of different sources because you were interested. Embarrassed because you've never been able to count money without a system of writing it down or counting reps when working out or remembering the things someone just told you to do. Feeling so completely overwhelmed and drained by all the thoughts of what you have to accomplish in a day that you know you're awful at, things like cooking and cleaning and prioritizing. Feeling confident that you're going to be able to tackle an extremely difficult task that others can't accomplish. Oh my gosh, I love this. Give me the hard, challenging stuff, but I beg of you, don't make me do anything routine. 
And this is the perfect example of how brilliant ADHD women are in their area of interest. I have never met anyone with ADHD who wasn't brilliant somewhere. It's the mindless, it's the mundane, it's the boring tasks where we struggle so mightily. Think of the absent-minded professor. That is often us. Tara Michelle said this, on meds, it's like DSL. Off meds, it's like dial-up. Jennifer Wise offered this, complicated. What's my ADHD? What's my anxiety? And what's just me? Unmedicated by choice, I used my quirks to have a very successful radio career for 20 years. Middle age is more of a challenge with insecurities and difficulty completing things. Not so much because I'm distracted, but because I can't handle endings. So there comes up the emotional dysregulation again, right? Summer Sutherland says, superwoman awareness of the whole snowstorm rather than just one individual snowflake. A deep understanding of concepts, but not retaining all the names, the dates, etc. The quest for deep learning is never ending. Yes, Summer, you're right. Our brains focus on the connections and the relationships between things more than on the specific bits of information. Chun Soon Lee offered this. I feel like the Marvel superhero Cyclops. When I have my special goggles on, for her it's medication, I can control the tremendous crazy power inside my head. Otherwise, it's hard to control and it's sometimes destructive. Tara Kelly offered this. Imagine you're cooking on a 10-burner stove with different pots and pans, all cooking different things all at the same time. That's my brain all of the time. Noreen Pitts, when asked, what does ADHD feel like to you? Offered this. It's hard to describe, but I suppose it's sort of like being pulled from one thing to the next, depending on whatever catches my attention or whatever I'm reminded of. Most of the time, I get so focused on whichever thing is easiest and most exciting, interest again, that I forget about mostly everything else going on, including the passage of time. Yep, we're often time blind, aren't we? I often start activities only to be distracted partway through, and then I forget about them. It's like being perpetually lost down a really long series of rabbit holes. Maybe more like those tunnels you see in ant farms. Jennifer Jasterbold offered this. My ADHD feels like a superpower most days. I am a big picture person, and I tend to be very, very intuitive to others. I'm extremely disciplined in most areas of my life, not food, in parentheses, intuitive, creative, and anxious. Francesca Rizzo, who always has to challenge the status quo, said, I'm not doing this in three sentences. I'm doing it in three words. Super creative. Yep, she's the most creative person I think I've ever met. <laughs> Super creative, forgetful, anxious. Sass Corcoran. Oh, I love that name. I wish my first name was Sass. Anyway, constantly fighting my brain to achieve the things I have to achieve. My brain, it's a grumpy toddler who needs a nap but won't listen to reason or bribery, stubbornly refusing to do the things that would be good for it, no matter how much it knows that it would help. 
Cheryl Batan says, when I'm in a group, I often feel like I don't belong or I'm on the outside looking in, even when I'm with friends or family who love me. It's a strange feeling that can make me feel distant and alone. So I strongly prefer interacting with others one-on-one whenever possible. Well, sometimes, Cheryl, I think it's that intensity, right? And this need to really go deep with people and not just talk about superfluous, you know, how's the weather cocktail conversation, right? We really want to know about people. I think many of us are so interested in people and interested in relationships. So it's this need to really know what's going on with them. I may be putting words in your mouth, but it is that way for me. Lauren Biegert says, I constantly wonder how I can objectively be the smart and yet struggle so hard to do the things that most people find easy. I can't possibly be lazy because I'm working all the time, but nothing ever seems to get done. Summer Sunderland offered again, I can run full speed over the rocks in a stream because my brain can almost instantly take in where all the rocks are and tell my feet where to go as fast as I can run. But I get overwhelmed by cleaning a messy room or getting paperwork done or switching from one activity to another. Aaron Ez says parts of my brain are on fast roller coasters. The others are on slow carousels. I lost the park map to connect it all. So this was my observation after reading all of these comments or these answers to what does ADHD feel like? Number one, emotions are a huge part of ADHD, despite the fact that they're not mentioned in the DSM. And this is the thing. I don't know an expert in ADHD who doesn't believe that emotions should be part of the DSM. Or should I say this emotional dysregulation piece that we often struggle with? Number two, we are much more successful and motivated when we feel positive emotion. Negative emotion just makes us feel and be stuck. Number three, environment is everything to us. Those of us that listen and trust our intuition, we just fare a lot better than those of us who are still trying to fit in. So my comment is always stop trying to fit in and get comfortable with standing out in your area of strength. Remember, we're interest-driven. Ask yourself what interests you. Where do your strengths live? That means that in order to be successful, We need to be in the right environment, the right school, the right job, the right relationship, the right friends. And what I say to the outside world is stop trying to control us, inspire us, challenge us. Let us be where our interests live because that's where our strengths are also going to be. And let us lead. You know, my message to the rest of the world is that we're never going to fit into your world. And that's because we're not meant to fit in. We are actually born to stand out. I have never met an ADHD woman who isn't brilliant at something. I've never, never. And your charge is to figure out where that brilliance lives. Start with really working on what's important to you. What is it that you value? And then work on really honing in on what your strengths are. What are you just automatically good at? What can you do for hours at a time and you don't even realize that many hours has flown by? What are you interested in? So that's what I have for you for this week. As always, you are listening to ADHD for Smartass Women. You know, if you've been listening to me for a while, I would so appreciate a review. I promise it's not hard to do. You don't even have to write anything if you hate to write. 
If you're on the iTunes podcast platform, just scroll down to the bottom and click on the stars. That's all you have to do. And if you'd like to know more about me, our patent pending cartography system that teaches you how to figure out which of the many interests that you have is the one that you should pursue, or if you have a comment, a guest you'd like me to interview, or a topic idea for this podcast, go to my website at tracyoutsuka.com and click on podcast in the navigation bar. That's where you're going to see a microphone to your right. You can leave me an audio message right there. You can also reach out to me at Tracy at TracyOutsuka.com. Thank you so much for listening, and I'm going to see you here next week. You've been listening to the ADHD for Smartass Women podcast. I'm your host, Tracy Outsuka, and we're available on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and Google Play. If you liked what you heard, we sure would appreciate a review. And not coincidentally, ADHD for Smartass Women, well, that's also the name of our free Facebook group. Go look it up. We're a totally smartass community of successful, ambitious women who share our ADHD wins, questions, and workarounds. We'd love to have you join us. You can also find all my details over at tracyoutsuka.com. Don't forget, I spy a happier life for us, and I'll see you again next week.